one moment you're enjoying your life, and the next, you don't know how you lived without them. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it. Wow. Um... Hey. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I think this is the earliest we've recorded in a while. Yeah. We haven't done a morning recording in a hot minute. Yeah. It's good. I'm feeling good. Drinking some coffee. Yeah. Feeling awake, feeling alive. <laughs> Welcome back to Romcom February. Yes. This is the final installment. And honestly, I've just had a blast watching these movies. It's actually not the final installment. <laughs> Wait, what's after Hitch? The proposal. Oh, you know, because we recorded them in a different order. I got really yeah. confused. <laughs> LOL. Never mind that. I love this movie. It was really a blast to watch again. I forgot how mm-hmm. good it was. Let's tell the people. Yeah, today we're doing 2005's Hitch. And I was so pleasantly surprised watching this back. I haven't seen it in like a couple of years. Yeah. But it was like really, really solid. Definitely. I think the performances were so good. Mm-hmm. The chemistry between Eva Mendez and oh Will my God. Smith. Electric. <laughs> Absolutely electric. I literally, when he would spit game, well, I guess that's a poor term to use because he actually really cared about what he did, but he was just so smooth the character really got to me will smith is so hot in this movie he is (laughs) yep (laughs) it's really i wasn't expecting it yeah he just the way that he talks Mm -hmm. his physical comedy is really great yeah i just loved watching him and eva mendez like have a battle of the wits yeah, definitely. Yeah. And she just like goes off. She's like this powerful, mm. badass woman. And then yeah. slowly realizing that she's like falling for this guy and kind of just like perking up. I just thought the way that she played it was just very genuine. Totally. She's also like stupid hot. Stupid hot. In this movie. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> when she was. Yeah, there are certain points where she pretends to like dances like very wildly or like does something weird Mm -hmm. but you're like you don't even look weird right now because you're so hot yeah it's it's insane i feel like she hasn't really been in like that many movies i don't know why she hasn't had like a bigger career Mm -hmm. well i did read on her wikipedia page that she retired from acting in i think it was 2014 to raise her kids Mm. yes her children with uh ryan gosling unbelievable (laughs) Uh, it's so hard to see someone living your dream. It it really is. Um, but good for you, Ava. I hope you're having an amazing life. You as well, Ryan. Enjoy being hot together. I think I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Is it Ava? Ava Mendez. Eva Mendez. I don't know. Actually, it's definitely spelled like E V A. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one of those names that um my brother's girlfriend is Anna. And some people mm. are like, well, it's one A, so isn't it Anna? And she's like, actually, it's neither. And she'll say it in Spanish. And I'm like, oh, you're <laughs> yeah. right. No one's right. <laughs> it's like how um, 
I don't know at what point it changed, but it used to be Demi Moore and now it's Demi Moore. Oh. Don't know why. Okay. But the pronunciation in the zeitgeist has changed to Demi Moore. Yeah. There was a point in my life where I realized I always told people my name's Mariah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, Mariah, M-A-R-I-H. And I'm like, no, it's M-O. And they're like, oh, mo Raya. And I was like, <laughs> I've never called myself mo Raya with a hard O yeah. ever. No. But I guess if your nickname is Mo, then maybe they're like, oh yeah, Mo Raya. That sounds so weird. That does not roll off the tongue. I feel like the only mistake name I get is I get Christine. And then one time I had a teacher in high school that would call me Patricia. What? Is that a nickname? No. <laughs> Was it like in Gilmore Girls when uh, they call her Mary? No, I think he just genuinely did not remember my name. That is wild. <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm thinking about Chad Michael Murray. Oh, yeah. It's off the It rails. all comes back to him. It really does at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. But yes, back back to Hitch. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that this movie was like genuinely funny, which I feel like a lot of rom-coms aren't. Yeah. Like, they kind of rely on, like, the lower bar, quote-unquote, of humor. But this one had some, like, very funny quips and moments. And, like I said, like, the physical comedy, I think, is, like, super present throughout. I mean, with Kevin James. Like, Kevin James in this movie is so good. (laughs) I loved his storyline. I think think he's hilarious in general. But he does have a really great way of – like doing physical acting, kind of like that mm-hmm. slapstick that we love from the early 2000s in comedies. Yeah. And he just does it so well. He's so endearing and just like adorable in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like my favorite movie that he's ever done. It kind of reminds me of his character in, um, is it called like Security Guard or something? Mall <laughs> Cop. Art Mall Cop. <laughs> Put some respect <laughs> on that name. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Paul Blart Mall Cop, where he's just like this unassuming guy. Except in this movie, he's actually rich. He just lacks a confidence. Christine and I were saying that this should be required viewing for all men who move to New York after college. Absolutely. Because man, oh man, do they not know how to date. It's like someone got to New York and they said, yep, I'm going to be an asshole. I've never been on a date in New York where a man has like – planned an activity uh and i'm like this city one of the best cities in the world with endless activities and you're like let's grab a drink literally dude or even worse oh let's grab a drink you know i'm kind of tired let's just come to my place oh my god i could (laughs) i'm murder (laughs) yeah i'm trying to think if i ever had a date where it was like actually planned out yeah actually okay i did have a couple of dates all woman who actually mm. planned out, like, we're going to go to this nice restaurant. I'm going to take you here. Yeah. No, I've only been um, dinner dates and drink dates. Mm-hmm. One time I met up with this guy. He, like, asked me to meet him at the store. It was actually my first ever Tinder date. Yeah. I met him at the store that he worked at. And he was like, okay, so, like, where do you want to go? And I was like, uh. You asked me here. Yeah, you asked to meet me here so i don't know there was this thai place i was like under 21 at the time and there was this thai place that like never carded so i was like oh like let's wait go where did there. you go um oh god it's on sec it's on yeah it's on second yeah Avenue. it's called thai it's like thai jungle or something like yeah, that. yeah something like thai that. cafe 
Thailand Cafe. Thailand think, Cafe. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it probably doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, we went there, and of course, this is the one time that they card me. Oh and no! I was like, and I didn't have like a fake yet, so I was like, um, oh, I don't have my ID. And then he was like, do you want to go somewhere else? And I was like, okay. But then we had nowhere to go. So we went to The Bean, which for those of you who don't know, is like a coffee train. And we had tea and we didn't even sit inside. We sat outside on a bench. Awful. Guys suck, dude. What? I mean, the boyfriend I have now, he actually does plan out dates. I love him. I had to outsource in the tri-state area. As we have learned (laughs) from our friends, it is only possible to date a a solid man if you outsource it's it's rough it's rough out there yeah tyler cameron where you at yeah get your tyler ass C. on here <laughs> you're in new york city come on with that being said um yeah one other thing before we jump in when i was reading about this movie i noticed one of the like facts about casting and stuff was that they cast will smith and they were like okay well we can't cast another black lead because that'll be isolating to audiences oh my god but if we casted a white like other lead that would also be isolating because it's an interracial relationship and people aren't ready for that so they were like you know what we're going to have a hispanic and a black lead and that will be much more palatable and that's when i come into the casting fucking room and I fight them. And bring in all types of weapons. Like, I really don't understand when people do this shit because if you actually just casted two black leads, you don't think, like, people would want to see that? You don't think, like, you would be thinking outside of the box or, like, doing something that a lot yeah. of other movies weren't doing and have an audience because you're literally not just making the same thing other people are making? And, like, even now I'm, like, trying to think of interracial couples, like, specifically of, like, a black and a white lead in rom-coms, and I can't really think of any. Yeah, I can't think of one off the top of my head. If any of you guys um, can think of one, let us know. We'll post about it. Yeah, there's actually, um, there's a graphic I will probably have shared by the time that this episode comes out, and it is a list of, like, romantic comedies starring, like, black leads for Black History Month, so you guys should definitely check that out. There's some really good ones on that list. Awesome. The Photograph. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I just watched The Photograph, like, a couple weeks ago, and that was really good. I love Isuri. I think she's so talented. Oh, yeah. I love her. Absolutely. Yeah, I really liked that movie. I think it came out like last year on Valentine's Day. Ooh, I did see a lot of posters in the subway. Didn't get to see yeah. it before everything shut down, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we dive in? Let's dive right in. Okay. We start out, we have a sweet little montage, and we have a great little voiceover. <sighs> From our mans, Will Smith. I'm already enthralled. (laughs) A.K.A. Alex Hitchens. He says, no woman wakes up saying, God, I hope I don't get swept off my feet today. Already spit and fire. (laughs) Literally. Turn turn up the fucking volume, okay? (laughs) So Hitch tells us his basic principles about dating he explains that some women will, like, make excuses either to get away from a guy or make him try harder. Like, she may say that, you know, it's a bad time or she needs space or she's focusing on her career, but she's lying. <laughs> and he's like, even if she is focusing on her career, that doesn't mean that she doesn't also want love, which I think is actually, like, 
pretty ahead of its time for something in the 2000s. I feel like they were like, women either want love or career and nothing else. Yeah. He then goes on to say that 60% of communication is body language and 30% is your tone. So 90% of how you're like coming across to this woman is not what's coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. He then starts to like give this advice to all of his various clients because he is a dating consultant. He basically helps create like situations and opportunities for them to like talk to these women. Yeah. So like at one point he sets up a situation (laughs) for his client to like rescue this girl's dog from getting hit by a taxi. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then he says that any man can sweep a woman off her feet. They just need the right broom. Coming in with the lines impeccable so we get a little you know further montage of him with his clients and hitch is working with them telling them they should be working what they've got so their base personality is like what he wants to showcase he's not trying to change Mm -hmm. these guys like whether you're shy or outgoing so when you're on the date remember she is already out with you it's not your job (laughs) i'm like People take notes, but it's not (laughs) your job to get her to like you anymore. It's your job not to mess it up. So Mm -hmm. we see the clients taking their woman on dates and Hitch's advice as well. You know, hang back, give her plenty of space, but maintain the visual. Perfection. (laughs) Do that. Why don't men do that? Oh, my God. Like, take (sighs) a walk, ask her questions. In this case, they're in an art gallery, Mm -hmm. and he's saying, um, don't look at her mouth, okay? Or think about what she looks like naked. Instead, listen to what she is saying and respond to it. Like, take in that information and then respond. (laughs) Why is that advice that needs to be given? Like, what? (laughs) Oh, my God. And the next thing you know, you're on date number two. You're like, wow, amazing. So things go well for his clients. And then he's like, so how does it happen? Great love? No one knows. But it happens in the blink of an eye. One moment you're enjoying your life. And the next, you don't know how you lived without them. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it. Wow. Um, (laughs) So Hitch says that all he needs is three dates to get them to the high stakes gold medal round where eight out of ten women believe that the first kiss will tell them everything they need to know about a relationship, which is true. The clients all get their magical first kisses. Some of them get a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And he says, and then you're on your own. But remember, life is not the amount of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. Look at him go. Look at him go. Just a man about town. (laughs) Cut to Eva Mendez. Eva, Eva, no one knows. (laughs) But her name in this movie is Sarah, and she's a gossip columnist for The Standard. She's talking on her cell phone to a coworker who has some inside scoop on the boyfriend of Allegra Cole, a.k.a. Eris, New York City it girl, apparently he was cheating on her in Barbados. And she's like, all right, I'm running the story. So she goes to her office um, four days early from her vacation. Yeah. What? 
She was in Barbados where she caught the cheating scandal. Her coworkers chatting with her. He says that she should have taken someone with her, but she's like, no, no, no. She tells him relationships are just people waiting for something better to come along. And her boss calls her a cynic. She's like, I'm not a cynic. You know, I'm a realist. And he calls her a realist masquerading as a cynic who is secretly an optimist. And I'm like, very observant, sir. My mom always calls me a pessimist. I'm like, I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. Because I'm that annoying. (laughs) I've never heard someone be called a pessimist and like not respond with, I'm a realist. Yeah. (laughs) You have to. You have to. But her boss announces to the office that like her behavior is indicative of a workaholic and she's insane. But then Sarah cuts him off and tells her the scoop that she just got. And Mm -hmm. next thing you know, he's like, you're amazing. I love you. Yeah. So then later that night, we cut to Hitch. He's at the bar with his brother-in-law, Ben. They're playing pool. Ben has a child on the way with Hitch's sister. And he makes a comment about how, you know, like, Hitch is only ever focused on the short game. And Hitch is like, well, not all of us are lucky enough to be married to our soulmate. So I'm going to enjoy my short game. And Ben is like, you know, I hope that one day... You experience the love, trust, and openness that I have with your sister. (laughs) And when I think back about my single days, like, it seems so ridiculous and pathetic. And then these, like, beautiful women walk into the bar and he's like, um... Yeah, it's sing- it's pathetic. <laughs> and it's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, seems real pathetic. Yeah. And we see Sarah and Casey on the other side of the bar. Casey's telling Sarah about um, this man she met at La Perla. He said he was buying something for his mom. This is a Girl, lingerie store. Yeah, uh, like a nice lingerie store. Absolutely not. Psychotic. If you bu- If you were buying something for your mom, I'd say... This man isn't for me. Yeah, seems a little sus. Wild. So Sarah points out that he was definitely getting something for another woman. But Casey says she isn't going to, you know, start out assuming that the guy is a liar because that's how you wind up, dot, dot, dot. And Sarah finishes the sentence for her. She's like, like me? And then Sarah asks for his name so that she can Google him. That's a good friend right there. Yeah, doing the digging. Meanwhile, across the bar, Ben cannot stop staring at these, like, beautiful women that have walked in. And Hitch is like, do you want me to bring him over? And he's like, no. And he's like, cool, I'm going to bring him over. Like, they go back and forth. (laughs) Meanwhile, Casey asks Sarah if she's ever heard of the date doctor and if he helps Mm. women too. Sarah's like, no, that's an urban myth. You know, you just need to enjoy the ride. I haven't been ridden in months. (laughs) unbelievable sarah then decides to scope out the bar for anyone interesting so hitch and ben are still going back and forth about these women hitch is like i'm gonna bring them over we're gonna have a conversation like human beings you're gonna go home and i'm gonna take them back to my apartment sounds good (laughs) sounds good so he walks over this is like so smooth it's insane yeah he walks over right past sarah And he puts some money in one of the girl's hands. This girl's actually Paula Patton, and this was her film debut, which is wild. Um, And he's like, hey, can we get some Coronas at the pool table? Don't forget the lime. Like, thank you, and walks away. Oh, the audacity. I can't. She's like, excuse me, and follows after him. He's, like, not listening. And she's like, hey, asshole, I don't work here. And he's like, oh, my God, wow, I'm so sorry. Like, 
I totally put my foot in my mouth. And she's like, it's fine. And she like puts the money back in his hand and he like holds onto her hand. He's like, I knew you didn't work here. I just wanted to get you away from all those guys. And I'm like, oh my God. The smooth. What? <laughs> the smoothest. Yeah. The smoothest. The game is insane. It's impeccable. On, it is not flawed. Yeah. It is simply flawless. <laughs> yeah. Then we get a flashback. Turns out in college, Hitch was a total nerd, just super dorky. Yeah. Couldn't talk to a woman at all. Um, very much a late bloomer. But he tried to make up for lost time. So he meets this girl, Cressida, and they end up having a really intense relationship, mostly on his side. He's like, yeah. I love you. I love you so much. He's clearly way more invested. And then yeah. he finds her making out with a guy in a car. He's like standing in the rain and beating on the window. And he's like, Cressida, Cressida. And why? Yeah, you're just why? like, why? What's the guy? What did I do? And the guy that she's making out with is like, dude, you're doing it right now. Yeah. So he feels like it's his obligation to pass on his knowledge to his fellow man. And if there was and if there was ever a man born without game, it was Albert Brenneman. Oh, Albert. So we meet Kevin James, aka Albert Brenneman. Mm-hmm. He is a tax consultant to the famous Allegra Cole. And hopelessly in love with her. He's like super sweet, but just like a clumsy, nerdy kind of guy. Um, we see him like in his office reading the article about how she's newly single because of her cheating ex, and he like spills coffee everywhere. He's constantly spilling things on any possible surface that they can be spilled on. Yeah. Very clumsy man. Yeah. Reminds me of a man I know. <laughs> so <laughs> Hitch explains. I think this is like in a voiceover. Hitch explains that he's hired through referral only and he's entirely untraceable. Mm. He says that when you're messing with fate, it's best to fly under the radar. So Hitch then approaches Albert for their first meeting. Albert says that, you know, the woman he's interested in is newly single and he talks about how he's been hurt a lot in the past and he's just like really desperate, not in general, but for her. He tells Hitch that, you know, he knows her from work And she definitely doesn't know that he's interested, but she does know that he is alive (laughs) because he lent her a pen one time. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, her name's Allegra. And he's like, Allegra is in Allegra Cole? Like, dude, you are swinging for the fence. You're aiming real high. And Albert's like, I know, like, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry for wasting your time. Like, so stupid oh. of me and like he's packing up his stuff to leave with his ass in Hitch's yeah. face yeah. he's like bent over picking up his shit yeah and Hitch is like alright hold on and Albert says do you know what it's like waking up every morning feeling hopeless feeling like the love of your life is waking up with the wrong man but at the same time hoping that she still finds happiness even if it's never gonna be with you <gasps> and Hitch is like you are out of your mind that's good. I can work <laughs> with that. And he tells Albert that he is the Sistine Chapel to his Michelangelo. Amazing. Yeah. So we got another montage scene. Hitch does research on Allegra Cole, and Albert prepares himself in the bathroom as Allegra Cole is about to walk into the firm. Albert ends up 
freaking out. He breaks the sink, spills water all over his pants, and he almost leaves the bathroom with his pants still, like, drying on the sink. So then we cut to the meeting with Allegra and her financial advisors. She's kind of, like, going through her account, and she tells them that she wants $500,000 to invest on her own in her friend Maggie's clothing company. Mm-hmm. And, like, the head dude in front of her account is like, "Ah, Dollface, how about instead Uh, we come up with a list of potential investments and we'll run them by you next month? And she's, like, super disappointed. She's like, okay. And then Albert remembers that Hitch coached him that his objective is shock and awe. Oh, yeah. He goes right for it. So he speaks up and he's like, actually, sir, um, I don't agree. And he turns to Allegra and he's like, if you want to invest half a million dollars in your friend's business, do it. Yeah, he really speaks up for her. And he tells Allegra, we're a board of advisors, not kindergarten teachers. If you want to be taken seriously as an adult, I suggest you start taking yourself seriously as an adult. Instead of asking for permission to invest your own money from a boardroom of your daddy's golf buddies. I'm shocked. Then Albert's boss tells him that's enough. But Albert continues to pop off. And he's like, no one in this room could handle all the publicity that Allegra does with half her class. And his boss is like, okay, that's enough. You need to sit down. Albert quits his job he quits and he promptly exits the room he's freaking out oh i would freak God. out as well what did you- he's like sit down he's like no and, and another thing i quit too i'm like D- brother too far too far reel it in i mean you did go for shock and awe but my god so albert runs back to his office and hitch is like so how'd it go like just breathe and then he tells him the shit show that he's like i yelled at her and i quit my job and he's like i got to go back in there hitch is like absolutely not calm down we're fine and then they get into like a physical altercation where albert keeps trying to like escape the room and they're like throwing Mm -hmm. each other all over the office when there's a knock at the door and it's miss allegra cole and so hitch has albert in a headlock and he's like albert answer the door and he can't breathe he's like oh sorry my bad so albert eventually opens the door for allegra he's like tried to collect himself he says hello while like hitch kind of like whispers to like coach him from the other side of the door yeah she says that people don't usually they never talk to her like that But that's why she really appreciated (sighs) that he did. And she asks if they can get together sometime this week. My God. Um, Allegra says she wants to see where she can afford to take some risks financially. And Albert's like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I'll check my schedule and starts to look for a pen to write down her number. And Hitch sneakily (sighs) slides a pen into Albert's shirt pocket. And she gives him her digits. Oh, and she says to call her Allegra instead of Miss Cole. Mm. Amazing. Hitch slowly closes the door and Albert like falls to the floor in shock. (laughs) So later that night, back at this bar, Sarah is having a martini and she's checking her watch and Hitch notices her from across the room. How could you not? 
I know, right? So the bartender, like, gives him some, like, details on Sarah, like, her job, her regular drink. And then Alex heads over with two dirty martinis for them. Just as he's, like, about to approach her, some other dude beats him to it. He's like, I saw you were running low, so I got you another apple martini. Eh, gag. Fucking that shit sucks. Yeah. Disgusting. I mean, no hate to you if you like them. but I don't. Get better taste. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, this dude, like, is trying to hit on Sarah with, like, super cheesy lines. I think he says, like, you look really familiar. You look a lot like my next girlfriend Bro. No. Take your head out of your ass. Yeah. So, they, she, like, th- fires back with some good banter before she's like, I'm not interested, but thank you so much for, like, the compliment of coming over. Which is, like, a very gracious and Classy. nice way to handle it. Yeah. She definitely didn't need to be that nice. Yeah. And this dude is like, no problem. So what's your favorite color? And like, will not stop. And she's like, dude, like that wasn't code for try harder. Like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. And this guy is like, are you always this like cold and closed off? And it's just like going off in some horrible direction. (laughs) So Hitch intervenes and he's like, sorry, I'm late, sweetie. Like, did your meeting run late? Blah, blah, blah. And the dude eventually leaves. Because, you know, you can't respect a woman when she says no. You need the the threat of another man yep. to make it real. Of course. As if a woman can't sniff you out three miles away when you're an absolute douchebag. Yeah. For real. <laughs> and the banter that ensues between Hitch. Oh, my God. And Sarah. Amazing. And we'll do it for you now. <laughs> yeah. So Hitch, you know, starts out. He's like. Who'd believe there's a man out there that can sit by a woman he doesn't know and genuinely be interested in who she is, what she does, without his own agenda? I wouldn't even know what that would look like. So what would a guy like that say? He'd say, my name is Alex Hitchens and I'm a consultant. But she wouldn't be interested in that because she'd be counting the seconds until he left. Thinking he was like every other guy. Which, life experience has taught her, is a virtual certainty. But then he'd ask her name and what she did for a living. And she might blow him off or she might say, I'm Sarah Milis. I run the gossip column at The Standard. And then he'd ask all these penetrating questions about her because he was sincerely, if atypically, interested. Then Hitch says there's no way she'd think he was for real. But it isn't so bad because they'll do fine. And he walks away just as... Her martini is delivered. It's like seamless perfection. Their chemistry is like bouncing all over the room. They're so well matched. It's just like Mm -hmm. a battle of the wits. It's like so satisfying to watch. Oh my gosh. Like the thing is, I just never see guys do this, be interested in a woman to the extent of like, I'm going to try to talk to her, try to connect with her, Mm -hmm. you know, send her over a drink. If it doesn't work out, it is what it is. Yeah. Is it so is hard? Is that so hard? Is it that to hard? Be, to, like, be genuinely interested in someone? Yeah. <laughs> I digress. <sighs> the next day, Hitch meets a new client, and he's talking to him about the girl he's interested in. He says he was in a shop buying lingerie for another woman, and she's sweet, southern, and funny, and now he can't stop thinking about her. He says he won't be able to focus again. Until he bangs her. Get in, get off, get out. (laughs) Psychotic. Psychotic. Yeah, he's such a little miscreant. 
Also, it's clear from this conversation that this is the guy, um, Casey was talking about earlier, who was in the lingerie shop buying something for his mother. Fuck off. Hitch explains that his clients actually like women. He doesn't do hit it and quit it. So the client starts writing a big fat check and he's like, look at me. This is what I'm about. Power suit, power tie, power stare. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That's such a turnoff. Yeah. That's such a turnoff, dude. Yeah. And he's like, no matter what, I always get people to do what I want. And he like grabs Hitch's arm because he's like trying to leave this fucking douchebag. And Hitch is like, oh, so that's like a metaphor. See, I'm more of a literal kind of guy. And then he slams Vance's head onto the table in this restaurant. He says, so when I do this, this is more like me saying that I will literally break your shit off if you ever touch me again. Okay, pumpkin? (laughs) It's so good. The okay pumpkin is just like chef's kiss. It's a new day or maybe the same day, very unclear, but... We're in Sarah's office, and a courier brings over a box. Turns out there's a walkie-talkie in it. She picks it up, and on the other end is Hitch. (gasps) Unbelievable. He tells her that he hates when a guy calls a girl who did not give him her number. So this is me not calling. Over. I would, at that point, I would say, sorry, clear my schedule. Um, (laughs) I have to marry this man. But it is the thing of, like, is it romantic or is it creepy? And that all depends on how attracted you are to that person. Because if this was someone she was not attracted to, you'd be like, I will be filing a restraining order immediately. That's true. I do feel like, I mean, yes, you have to be attracted to the person. He does seem like the type of person that if she was like, this is creepy, don't do this. He'd be like, yeah, absolutely not. I will not do that. Yeah. But he does ask her out to dinner on Friday and Saturday, and she's got an excuse for every turn. They go back and forth, and finally, Hitch asks her just to go to breakfast with him on Sunday. She begrudgingly agrees as her whole office is, like, coaxing her, trying to make her say yes. He says to meet her 7 a.m. at North Cove Marina. Then the courier asks for her signature, and she opens another box with a wetsuit in it. Yeah, the scene kind of reminds me of in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days when he sends the flowers to her office and they, like, talk on the phone about, like, the Knicks game. Very good. So Sarah shows up to the marina bright and early, Mm -hmm. wetsuit in hand. I could never look that good at 7 a.m., so props to her. Could never be me. Um, Hitch has some jet skis ready for them. He, like, puts some sunglasses on her. He tells her she looks fabulous. And she gets changed, and um, Hitch kind of, like, tells her the directions for where they're going mm-hmm. for a surprise. It's, like, so cool. Once again, like, why don't men plan activity dates? Yeah, especially, like, the first couple months of dating. Yeah. The first dates, for sure. I get not wanting yeah. to go out all the time, which they don't. Like, he makes her dinner in his apartment later on. Yeah. It just, like, it only helps you. It gives you, like, something to do. It kind of, like, helps break the ice mm-hmm. and ease the tension. You're not just, like, sitting across from this person. You're like, how do I make conversation with a stranger? Yeah. You're doing something fun. The conversation's flowing easily. You don't have to talk 24-7, staring each other in the eyes. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. So they have a great time riding through the Hudson. 
eventually Hitch's like boat dies, like something the engine like just stops working. So he has to hop over onto Sarah's jet ski. Yeah. And he like tells her to scoot back so that he could drive. And she's like, I'm already here. Like I can drive. Just tell me where to go. And he's like, No, I don't want to ruin the surprise. She's like, Oh my God, you men and your egos, fine. So he starts to like climb over to her jet ski and kicks her in the goddamn face oh god (laughs) and she falls into the water that toxic sludge that is the hudson awful radioactive yeah so they eventually ride to ella's island where sarah gets an ice pack for her face um but it turns out hitch has planned a private tour for them (sighs) that's so cool yeah so hitch and sarah get this private tour The guide is there explaining that over 100 million Americans can trace their ancestry back here. Sarah is very impressed by the state. She's really having a good time. Um, And she mentions she actually had a relative come through here and Hitch grins at the guy who's giving them their tour and tells her, Mm. you know, you can't know where you're going until you know where you've been. Then points to the book next to him. And we see written Juan Milas. It's her great-great-grandfather's signature. Sarah starts sobbing. You know, she gets really emotional. And Hitch, like, Hitch and Larry are like, this is, like, good. Like, she's, like, really enthralled by this. Then Sarah (laughs) is, like, starts screaming at the book and runs away. And Hitch is like, I saw that going differently in my mind. Yeah, so after this crazy incident... Sarah explains that apparently her great-great-grandfather was a straight-up murderer called the Butcher of Cadiz. And Hitch is like, when I saw the the butcher, I just thought he was a butcher. I didn't realize it was a headline. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's just, you know, one of those family things that we try to forget about. But thanks anyway for the date. <laughs> He gets her a cab, and they say goodbye, and as the cab drives off, Hitch's shirt is, like, stuck in it, and it rides away mm-hmm. without him. Yeah. And he's like, well, that that was a spectacular failure. We cut to Casey and Sarah. They're at some sort of a rice restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it's like a rice pudding. Yeah. Like, <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. And Sarah tells Casey about the date fiasco, but she says it was kind of fun in a disastrous way. And Loki reveals that she's going to go on another date with him. Casey is totally shocked, but Sarah reminds her that she's always telling her to open up and give someone a chance. And even though he failed, he really failed with flair. Yeah, strong and wrong, baby. Strong That's the way to go. Applause to that. <laughs> strong and wrong. Yeah. So we then go back to more coaching with Hitch and Albert. He's kind of talking him through how to like – leave a message for Allegra because he's like, oh, women don't answer numbers that they don't recognize, so you're fine. But of course, once he calls, she picks up and he freaks out, but eventually he like takes the call with Hitch coaching him. And he's like, yeah, so about our appointment on Wednesday, not going to be able to make it. Like my whole week is just (laughs) slammed. He kind of starts like going off script though and like knocks over a bunch of shit in Hitch's apartment before he like refocuses him. He's like, well, I'm going to this uh, fashion thing tonight at Sky Studios. You know, maybe your designer friend Maggie would be interested. And Allegra's like, oh yeah, that sounds amazing. 
I'm there. Man's got a date. Yes. Albert arrives. He walks Allegra in, holding an umbrella over her. Yeah. Very sweet. Um, Hitch tells him, you know, to focus on the image of an iceberg tonight. 90% of who he is is below the surface. And Albert's like, I get it. I'm bigger. He's like, no, your personality, man. Come on. (laughs) He tells her to place his hand on the small of her back. You know, he needs to assert himself because people will very much ignore him when he's with Allegra. Allegra gets pulled aside by this, like, super pretentious, douchey mob of guys. And um, one of them is like, have you been to that new Thai restaurant? It's disgusting. Have you been to blah, blah, blah? It's the disgusting. Moba. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and then Albert makes a joke and he's like, oh, have you ever been to XYZ? Oh, but I know what you'd think. It's disgusting. Yeah. Which makes Allegra laugh, which is all he wanted. And um, he's able to steal her away from the guys. She's actually really thankful. She tells him that she hates those guys. Hitch tells Albert that tonight the focus is actually not on Allegra. It's on Maggie. Maggie shows up and it turns out Maggie is actually Magnus and is a guy. Yeah. So Albert manages to actually think pretty quickly on his feet. He asks, you know, like, Maggie, like, where does your inspiration come from? And he, like, compliments his work and his tie. Doing a great job. He leaves to go and get an appetizer. And Maggie is like, is he gay? And Allegra's like, I don't think so. And he's like, I like him. So, already getting the approval of the bestie. Mm-hmm. I do like that it wasn't a storyline of, oh, now Allegra thinks he's gay. He's just like, yeah. oh, he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I like actually a lot in this movie is anytime there's some sort of like miscommunication, they clear it up like really quickly. Yeah. It doesn't become the plot of the movie. Yeah. So then final advice from Hitch, he's like, normally I have a no dancing policy, but if she asks, you cannot say no. And Albert's like, please, like dancing is the one thing I'm not worried about. (laughs) And Hitch is like, I'm sorry, I need to be thorough. Like, please show me what you're talking about. So put on a little bit of Usher. Albert does a little dancing. (laughs) I start the fire. I make a pizza. He does the Q-tip. Like, his moves are insane. It's, like, very funny. I was reading that um, Will Smith did not know, like, what moves he was going to do. And he's, like, holding a remote up to his face this whole scene because he's trying not to break character. (laughs) But, yeah, Albert does this whole dancing bit. Hitch turns off the music and he's like, don't ever, ever (laughs) do that again. And he's like, I'm going to show you something. This is where you live. And it's literally, like, a step touch. And a snap. He's like, this is it. No pizza. You don't need pizza. They have food here. You're good. (laughs) Just a step touch. (laughs) So we go back to the party where Allegra and Albert are dancing. And he's, you know, following Hitch's dancing rules until she turns her back. And then he goes, like, full out Albert Brenneman style Mm -hmm. before she turns back around. And, of course, this is photographed. And at the end of the night, Allegra is like, so... Are you a Knicks fan? He's in, baby. He's He's in. in. God, I remember when the Knicks were the team of the city, and they've sucked for years. So Sarah, next day, good old Sarah Milas, finds out she has missed the scoop with Allegra's new beau. She's so pissed. Albert and Hitch talk, and he's mad that he didn't take his advice about the dancing. You know, Albert gets really nervous about their first kiss. Hitch is like, all right. First kiss is the marker of a relationship. 
he tells him that tomorrow night might be the first kiss he has with Allegra Cole. Hitch makes Albert show him how he would kiss Allegra at the end of the night. You know, most guys rush into the kiss, but Hitch tells him the secret is to go 90%. Yes. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> yeah. Then let the woman go the other 10%. You go 90, they go 10. 90, 10. Yeah. Not 100. Okay, not 102%. No. Oh my God. The amount of times that I have been hit with the surprise kiss when it has been unwanted, it shouldn't happen. Unfortunately, it does. Just give the person a chance. Give them the option to say no. I don't know why that's so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like the bar is so low, guys. And yet you kill, you still keep tripping over it. <laughs> What a sad, sad world yeah. we live in. Okay, but back to the scene. <laughs> They're, you know, doing a little role play. Hitch is pretending to be Allegra, and he's, like, walking him up this stoop. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about this stoop, oh, though. Oh, insane. This scene was, like, not really in the script. Will Smith was the one that came up with, like, the 90-10 thing. He's like, oh, have you heard about this? Like, we should do a scene. They didn't have a permit to, like, film on some random stoop in the West Village. Mm -hmm. So they were like, let's just knock on some doors and see if someone will give us permission. So they knock on this door, and whose beautiful West Village brownstone is it but Sarah Jessica Parker's? Incredible. And she's like, hi, guys. And they're like, can we film a scene here? And she's like, of course. Of course, Will. Yeah, good old buddy Will. So this is Sarah Jessica Parker's door. They walk up the stoop. Hitch is like, I had such a great time tonight, Albert. (laughs) He's like, me too, Allegra. Albert tries to go 90, but Hitch is like, I'm not not feeling it. I don't feel like you want it. He's like, I want it. He's like, listen, I am Allegra Cole, the woman of your dreams, the woman whose green eyes are limpid pools of desire. Now show me the magic, Albert. And then Albert goes the full hundred (laughs) and Hitch screams. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? You have to go 90. I come 10. Come on, man. And then Albert's like, okay, but other than that, how was it? He's learning. He's trying. Yeah. Cut to Sarah. She, I don't know where they are. They're somewhere in New York. She confronts the woman who ran the Sky Studios fashion event. Yeah. And she's like, hey, why don't you get me the inside scoop on Allegra? And the woman is like, oh, I actually didn't know she was going to be there because their tickets were bought by Alex Hitchens. And Sarah is like, what? So back in her office, Sarah ends up calling Hitch and thanks him for the other day. And she asks him to come to the Fulton Fish Market tonight at 8 p.m. Her boss is like, is this a source or a date? And she's like, a source, of course. And he's like, I mean, it sounds like a date. Looks like a date. But okay. So Sarah meets up with Hitch outside the fish market. He's like, I was really surprised to hear from you. And she ends up giving him his shirt back. And they go into the fish market. Turns out it's a food rave, which I've never heard of. Mm -hmm. It's like different chefs from all around the city. And that's when they joined Sarah's boss and his wife, and they all, like, cook together. It's kind of like a cooking master class with chefs, I guess. It's a cooking class. I don't know why they call it a food rave, but... Yeah. So the boss is like, hey, Sarah, how was that party at Sky Studios you went to the other night? 
did you meet anyone worth mentioning? And Sarah's like, stop. She doesn't want to talk about it. But he keeps pressing her until she's like, yes, um, actually, Hitch, I met your friends, Albert and Allegra. And he's like, who? And the boss is like, Allegra Cole. Wow, that's so amazing. You know her? And he's like, no, I don't. And they're like, so you know Albert? And he's like, I mean, how well do you really know your accountant? You know, Mm -hmm. you see him April 15th and you don't see him again till April 15th. Then a chef comes over with some hors d'oeuvres and hitches like, thank God for this interruption. He um, takes them. They start eating. The boss's wife is like, I'm really impressed, you know, Hitch isn't name dropping or dishing on his friends. Sarah tries to change the topic. Hitch starts coughing. He's like choking and having trouble breathing as Sarah's boss asks him um, what kind of consulting he does. And he's trying to like really play it cool, but he is coughing like he's having some sort of reaction. I think the boss's wife is like, tries to get his attention. He's like, no, I know you think that I'm nervous and da-da-da. And she's like, no, I think you are having a serious allergic reaction. Yeah. His face starts swelling up like a water balloon. Yeah. So they go to the CDS and Sarah is just grabbing bottles and bottles of Benadryl. And Hitch is like, I feel fine. Like, I don't know what the big deal is until he sees his reflection and his ear is like cauliflower ear. Swelled up. Yeah. Huge. His face, his like eyes are swelling shut. Um, So he starts screaming and like chugging the Benadryl. Yeah. They end up walking through Washington Square Park. He's like drunk from all of this codeine. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. And Sarah asks, what an heiress is doing with the CPA. Hitch says they're going to a Knicks game and that he loves her so much. Yeah. Wild. So Sarah says she wouldn't know and asks Hitch if he's ever been in love. And he's like, yes, but you're never going to know about that. So then we go back to Sarah's amazing Soho loft. Unbelievable. Yeah. These people are so rich. Oh, my God. So... She ends up setting Hitch up, like, to sleep on the couch, and she's asking how he's doing, and he's like, oh, much better. He ends up asking her, like, if she has any siblings, and she says she has a sister, and he's, like, older, right? And she's like, yeah, and he's like, I could hear it in your voice, kind of a protective thing. And um, Sarah reveals that she almost died once when they were kids. Wow. You know, she, she was 10, and they were skating on this pond, and she fell through the ice, and her dad, like, got her out and did CPR on her. Um, but she says that she doesn't think she's ever really gotten over it. And he's like, yeah, I mean, like, a moment like that can define you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Hitch says, one moment you're walking on air, and the next minute you're walking through the rain. And Sarah asks him about his traumatic moment. And Hitch doesn't say much, but he admits that it left a scar. She suggests it's best not to live at all. and then. He fires back and he's like, or skate. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's it's always with men, they always it's either high school or college. They had one girlfriend uh, I know that like broke their heart and then they never ever recover. Literally, coping mechanisms. Get some. Yeah. So the next morning, Sarah wakes up. She also fell asleep on the couch with Hitch. And she calls out to him in the apartment, and he's gone. So she starts screaming in the pillow. She's like, Sarah, you stupid idiot. Like, what are you going to learn? You can't do this. And Hitch is like, 
should I come back later? And she's like, oh my god, I totally thought you were gone. Oh, <laughs> And he's like, I mean, I was. I just went to get breakfast. And he brings back, like, different coffees and teas because he doesn't know what she likes. Like, very sweet. He brings her, like, four different drinks. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> My note, damn, she lives in a Soho loft alone. <laughs> yeah. They go outside. It's just like beautiful day. Beautiful girl. But they do have to go in opposite directions for work. Sarah says that he should call her sometime. Then she goes in 90 and he goes in 10. Ah, uh, Nothing that he's planning for Sarah works out, but it somehow always works out. Yeah. Then she goes to leave for work. But he pulls her back in for one more kiss and they make out some more. They go their separate ways, but they do look back at each other as they walk yeah, away. Yeah, like multiple times. <laughs> yeah, their chemistry is just like palpable. Off the walls. It's delicious. So Sarah's in a great mood. She like goes into a deli where she meets up with Casey, who is crying. Aw. She apparently went out with that guy, Vance. She said he was super sweet on the date, really affectionate and, like, vulnerable and told her all his secrets. So, of course, she slept with him and he dipped immediately. She's mm. like, I've never seen anyone put clothes on so fast. And Sarah is like, that guy sucks. Casey thinks she's going to die alone. But Sarah's like, no, you're going to meet the love of your life and you're going to travel the world together. It's going to be fine. And Casey is like, who is this girl and what have you done with my cynical friend and apparently when vance was leaving mm -hmm. after this dine and dash situation he said date doctor my ass and casey is like so he is real and if i ever meet this date doctor i'm gonna fucking kill him yeah so sarah goes to Fideye, finds Vance, and confronts him about this dating consultant right next to, like, the bull in the financial district. Yeah. <laughs> she snaps a photo of him, and she's like, I will run this in the standard unless you give me more information. So he gives her Hitch's business card, and she is really shocked. But Vance, being a, a literal piece of garbage, is like, wow, all this for a lousy lay. She needs him in the balls. Yeah, he ends up then, like, leaning his head into the bull's ass, which is a great image. It's very good. Cinematography in this film. <laughs> so we then go back to Albert and Hitch, where Hitch is getting Albert's back waxed, and he decides to call up his girl Sarah, ends up asking her on another date. He's like, I don't think we should go out in public because clearly that's not working for us. How about you come over to mine for dinner? Meanwhile, Albert is, like, screaming as his back is being waxed. I think Sarah <laughs> asks him, like, what's all that noise? He's like, oh, it's it's just some guy screaming. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Which makes sense in New York, you know? <laughs> yeah. So she agrees to go to dinner at his house on Friday. Albert is um, just struggling in pain. Yeah. Cut to Albert and Allegra's date at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks are playing the Grizzlies. They seem excited about the game today. Would I be excited to watch a Knicks Grizzlies game? No. <laughs> they're both bad. So they're watching courtside. Fucking amazing seats. Yeah. Allegra confirms that they're on a date because yeah. Albert was kind of skirting around it, but she does confirm. 
And across the court, Sarah is taking photos of them for the standard. Albert whistles during the game and Allegra is super enthralled. She's like, I've always wanted to learn how to whistle. And he teaches her. Yeah. And after spitting all over him on the first try, she does eventually get it. Allegra learns and Sarah is just watching this whole thing happen. She thinks they're so cute together. Yeah, you kind of get to see that they are actually much more on the same level than you would think with her being like an heiress because like he spills mustard all over himself and like she spits in his face and like yeah you know they're both really clumsy yeah so at the end of the night albert walks allegra back to her apartment walks her to the door he's like crazy nervous she tells him that she had a great time tonight and starts fiddling with her keys, which is a little clue that Hitch gave him. Like, if the woman wants the kiss, she'll linger and fiddle with her keys. Yeah. Albert then, like, kind of tries to lean in, but as soon as she looks up at him, he, like, chickens out and says goodnight and walks away. He then takes a puff from his inhaler, turns around, and he's like, Allegra? She's like, yes, because she's still standing at her door. (laughs) And he throws the inhaler. He storms up to her. He goes 90. She smiles. She goes 10. They kiss. She's super into it. She's like, I like your lips. And he's like, they seem to like you too. And they make out some more. They say goodnight after she goes inside. Albert is like floating on cloud nine. He does a little dancing in the street as he walks away. Uh, Next day, Sarah is at the Central Park Zoo. She's with the photographer from The Standard. And they are trying to get pictures of the date doctor. It's a sting operation. Precisely. The photographer spots him talking to their plant and starts snapping pictures. Sarah is so excited. He's like, wow, I got a really good shot of his face. We can nail him. You should really take a look at this. So she turns around and through the lens, she sees that it's Hitch. Hitch and GF talk about he was referred by Albert Brenneman and Sarah is really floored. She runs away. Then Hitch notices the photographer taking pictures of him and he walks away. So Sarah goes to her boss's office where she shows him, like, the recording from her coworker and the pictures. Mm-hmm. And he's like, are you sure you want to do this? And she's like, absolutely. He's a scumbag. I need to expose him. And he's like, you know, on the way home the other day, my wife was saying that people who are guarded are afraid that you can see right through them. And she's like, well, he can't hide anymore. And he's like, she was talking about you. Ouch. And she's like... Okay, what do you want me to say? I like the guy? Yeah, I liked the guy, but it's over. And the boss is like, just think about it. Get back to me. Yeah, very, very tense. Sarah does go to Hitch's apartment that night for their date. When she arrives, he leans in to kiss her, but she throws his shirt in his face and just kind of like rolls it off her shoulders. She's like, wow. This apartment is amazing. Business must be. It is. Oh, it is amazing. (laughs) It's beautiful. Yeah. She says that business must be good, and she's just acting super off. He tells her to sit back and relax. She notices there's Spanish wine, and she's like, oh, my God, you got a Spanish wine? (laughs) Starts pouring huge glasses for them, drinks it straight from the bottle, and then she asks, what should we toast to? 
and he says, Never lie, cheat, steal, or drink. But if you must lie, lie in the arms of the one you love. If you must cheat, cheat death. If you must steal, steal away from bad company. And if you must drink, drink in the moments that take your breath away. And it's not corny when he says it, I swear. But wrong time, wrong girl. Because she's like, oh my god, did you just make that up? And just starts chugging the wine straight from the bottle. He's like, all right, why don't you relax? I'm going to get back to the risotto. She's acting like crazy unhinged. Absolutely. She then asks him, like, so how does it work exactly? And he's like, well, first we have dinner. And then we have dessert, and we talk. And she was like, no, you're thriving business. Oof. And he's like, I don't do interviews. She then starts pelting him with crudite and tells him that what he does is disgusting and starts, like, yelling at him, and they get into it. They're, like, throwing insults and food back and forth at each other. Mm-hmm. He ends up, like, dumping a salad bowl all over her head. She stuffs some of the lettuce in her mouth and then storms out. I do like that he wasn't just groveling after he after Sarah brings it up. I think yeah. that he could have been like, oh, my God, no, please, please. But he knows that he didn't do anything wrong, so he's yeah. not groveling. He's not, like, playing victim or anything, which yeah, I appreciate. Totally. The next day, the story is out. Everyone knows Hitch is the date doctor. Albert sees the newspaper and loses his mind. Poor thing. Yeah. Sarah looks depressed at work. Meanwhile, Hitch tries going to her apartment and she's not home. He ends up being confronted by this couple. The woman is like, did you work with this man? Do you know him? (laughs) And he's like, I've never seen that man in my life. See you later, Tony. (laughs) Hitch calls Albert. Albert's being arrested for destroying the newsstand that he saw the paper at. Bad times all around. Yeah. The next night, Sarah is speed dating with Casey as moral support. Um, One of the dudes is Doyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love it. Yeah. Hitch then interrupts the speed dating situation and sits across from Sarah, kicks like this dude out of his seat, and he's like, Albert Brenneman is a great man, and you tore his life apart to sell papers, and you think my job is immoral? And she's absolutely not having it. She says that her interest is in protecting women like Allegra from assholes like him. And he's like, oh my God, like you would not know the truth if it kicked you in the head. (laughs) And the guy that is supposed to be talking to Sarah, it like will not relent. He's like, dude, I've been waiting all night to talk to her. And he's like, fine, fine. So he gets up and kicks the dude out of Casey's seat Mm -hmm. and starts talking to her. And he's like, hi, Casey, what do you do? Tell me all about yourself. And she's like, well, I work at a mid-level, mid-level advertising firm. Um, <laughs> and then Sarah leans over and she basically starts laying into Hitch for like handling her and manipulating her and researching her. And then Casey's like, oh my God, like you're the Ellis Island guy. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Hitch asks Casey if it ever occurs to women that they might like to have a plan because men are nervous. And they aren't sure if woman will respond to them telling her that he likes her. You can't just fucking emote your feelings and, like, bombard someone. All the guys at the speed dating thing agree that it never works when you're just forthright with your feelings. It always ends up crashing and burning. 
So Sarah admits that she did like him. Fucking finally. And the yeah. only time he was sincere was when everything went horribly wrong. They just keep screaming and screaming until a woman stands up and interrupts everyone. She's like, I haven't gotten laid in a year. Then everyone realizes that Hitch is the date doctor. Awful place to be found out because literally everyone's trying to get into a relationship. Casey starts yelling at him because of the whole thing with fans. And Hitch has no idea what she's talking about. He's very confused. Yeah, he then gets, like, kicked out. He's about to be, like, escorted out by security. And Sarah's like, yeah, go, like, hit a titty bar with your buddy Vance. And he's like, wow, that's your source. Wow. And she's like, you trick women. And he's like, yeah, into getting out of their own way so that great guys like Albert have a fighting chance. Mm. And then he starts his whole speech. He's like, this is exactly why falling in love is so goddamn hard. And Vance Munson is a pig, and I refuse to work with him. You get your facts right. It's because of jerks like him that I even have a job. Had a job. His career is ruined. Over. Done. So he leaves. Sarah feels like absolute shit. She starts to tear up, and she's like, can you believe that guy? And Casey is like, yeah, I I do. There are some sad times. That night, Hitch sits on his rooftop. He's just thinking, looking out over the city. Sarah lays on her couch, watching Jerry Maguire. Allegra sits in the boardroom and thinks about Albert and how he's missing. Yeah. So Hitch is on a run, and Sarah, like, finds him on the street. He's like, I don't want to talk to you. And she's like, no, like, this is is off the record. I just wanted to apologize. I made assumptions about you. And he's like, don't worry, we're fine. And Mm -hmm. starts to walk away. And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, you know, I don't usually like to get involved past a certain point, And that point was a week ago. Oof. And she's like, okay, got it. I just wanted to say that I'm sorry and I didn't mean to hurt you. And he's like, you didn't. And goes inside. And I'm like, come on, man. This come is the on, time. Man. This movie could have been 10 minutes shorter. Yeah. <laughs> In Hitch's apartment, he packs up all of his stuff in his consulting office. Yeah. And Albert comes in with donuts. Hitch offers him some coffee, and Albert's like, I need you to fix it. I want to throw myself off a building. I want to jump in front of a cab. And he says he's waited his whole life to be this miserable. He just wants to keep feeling connected to her in some type of way. But Hitch is like, it doesn't have to be like that. You can change. You can get over it, whatever. But Albert, he basically says that what Hitch is selling, he doesn't believe in himself. Hitch says that love is his life. But Albert actually corrects him. He's like, no, it's your job. I thought I was the coward. My job. And Albert leaves to win back Allegra. Yeah. A detail that I really like in that scene, like when he's packing up his office, is like all the wedding invitations Aww. and like thank you notes from like different people that he's helped with like, you made it happen. And I'm like, that's so sad. Now his business is ruined. He can never work in this town again. Yeah. He's got to relocate. But after this conversation with Albert, 
Hitch is feeling invigorated. He hops in a cab. Albert also hops in a cab. He goes to Allegra's apartment, but she drives off without him to this like gorgeous boat because she is, you know, a millionaire. And who is waiting on this boat but Hitch? And he tells her that, you know, Albert would have sold his soul to make her happy. And his job is not to deceive, but to create opportunities. And she's like, I would have noticed him eventually. Come on. Girl, come on. And she's like, maybe, maybe not. And then she's like, well, how did you know all that stuff about me? Like how at boarding school, everyone used to tease me because I couldn't whistle and, you know, having him dance badly because I can't dance either and spilling mustard on his shirt so that I'd feel less dorky. And Hitch is like, uh, that wasn't me. That has Albert written all over it. Albert. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, what about the inhaler? And he's like, stop. He showed that to you. And she's like, yeah, he chucked it right before he kissed me. And he's like, that was not me. Aw. Hitch is beside himself. And he's like, that all worked for you? And she laughs and asks what Hitch actually did. And that's when he realizes he didn't do anything. It was all Albert. Everything that Allegra fell for was actually just Albert being Albert. Yeah. So Hitch and Allegra hug. And Albert shows up, and he is on one. He thinks that his whole plan was actually to get Allegra in his arms, and he tackles Hitch. He starts, like, trying to beat him up. Allegra pulls Albert off of Hitch, and he's like, stop, 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 and explains what's going on. And she kisses him, and they say, I love you to each other. Yeah. It's so sweet. Then Hitch leaves as they make out. So Hitch is a man on a mission. He goes to Sarah's apartment. She opens the door and he is like, suddenly every thought I've ever had has escaped my brain. <laughs> and he starts babbling while he's trying to talk to her. Like nothing he's saying makes any sense. She's like, what is going on? And he's like, I don't have like me behind the door to coach me. So he asked her if she can like close the door so he can talk to her that way. Very Laura Jean, honestly, like yeah. the parallels. Well, there's like been studies like that's that's why love is blind was like such a thing because there's been studies that it's way easier like to be intimate when you're not looking at somebody mm-hmm. and then you like create a stronger bond. But basically she closes the door and she's like, what do you want, Hitch? And he says, you... For a whole lot of reasons that don't make any sense to me. I mean, what? We've been on three dates? See, that's what's crazy. That's what's crazy because I know. I know deep down, just like down (laughs) in this area. (laughs) I just know that I want to be miserable, like really (laughs) miserable. (laughs) Because, hey, if that's what it takes for me to be happy... Then he's like, wait, that didn't come out right. What the hell is wrong with you? And she's like, nothing. And he's like, no, 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 not not you. I'm talking to me. So she opens the door. They stare at each other. The music swells. And then we see a man behind her with a bag. Mm -mm -mm. And Sarah's like, Alex Hitchens, this is whatever his fucking name is. I don't remember. It's like Tom Tom, Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go put this bag in the car. Hitch is absolutely devastated. Mm -hmm. Sarah locks the door and she's like, you know, maybe we should just go our separate ways, like you said, and we'll do fine. And she walks out. But he stops her and he's like, what if fine (laughs) isn't good enough? What if I want extraordinary? She says there's no such thing and continues walking out. 
Hitch follows her. He says that he's scared too, but he's here, and this is their time. Sarah, I'm a guy. Since when do we get anything right the first time? Confirmed, never. Yeah. Never. (laughs) And Sarah's like, I'm a realist. I know what love does to people. She gets in the little fucking Fiat. (laughs) Mini Cooper. Yeah, Mini Cooper. (laughs) Hitch says that this guy will never feel the same way he feels about her. And Sarah tries to drive off, but it's a fucking stick. Okay? She's, like, confused. Hitch ends up running and jumping on the car. Sarah floors the brake. She's just having a really hard time driving this car. And Hitch basically, like, falls off the top of the car and hits the ground pretty hard. And a woman runs out of this bodega that they stop by. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Hitch tells them this is what people do. They leap and hope to God they can fly because otherwise we just drop like a rock, wondering the whole way down. Why in the hell did I jump? But here I am, falling, and there's only one person who makes me feel like I can fly. That's you. And Sarah comes up to him, finally, after this wild fucked up display man has done like three monologues at this point yeah he's trying so hard and she's like so you kind of like me huh and he says he loves her oh my god these men what these men are intoxicated they're unwell but she kisses him and all is well now and sarah introduces hitch to her sister and her sister's husband, Tom. Fooled you. Fooled ya. M- made you depressed. <laughs> <laughs> made you almost die jumping onto my car. Yeah. And they kiss again. Also, I just need to point out that this look that she is rocking in this scene. Amazing. She looks so, I mean, she looks amazing this whole movie. At one point, she's wearing like a Rolling Stones t-shirt or something with like a blazer to work. Uh. I'm like, you're such a badass. Or maybe it's the Ramones. I don't know. But in this scene, she's wearing this, like, really cute, like, white and blue striped dress. And she has this, like, really fun, like, half-do hair. And it's just, like, flowy and gorgeous. Like, she looks amazing. I can't get over it. So last scene in the movie, we're at Albert and Allegra's wedding Uh. in this gigantic mansion because (laughs) these people are loaded they're like doing their dorky dancing together they do the q-tip it's very cute hitch and sarah are there together casey is like sitting alone at a Mm -hmm. table when this old lady comes up to her and she's like oh where's your date and casey's like i'm alone and then the woman starts choking and she's like yeah shocking i know but this woman is choking (laughs) So Casey then gives her the Heimlich and saves her life. And this woman's grandson runs over. He's like, oh, my God, Grandma, are you okay? And she's like, this young woman just saved my life. Casey and the grandson lock Ah. eyes. The game is on. And she's like, oh, dear, please dance with this young woman. I insist. So they go off and the grandma and Hitch wink at each other. And Hitch turns to the camera and says, Basic principles. There are none. Throw it out the window, baby. Yeah. We got an amazing credit scene. The vibes are immaculate. The party is hopping. Um, they have like a soul train going on where they're dancing down yeah. the aisle. Eva Mendes is popping off. She's doing these like incredibly yeah. dorky dance moves. 
and they're all just like having a great time. Somehow, uh, Hitch and Sarah managed to look incredibly uh, cool and attractive even while doing the worst dance moves possible. Oh, it's so great. It just feels like a fucking party. I love it. Um, Yeah, that is Hitch. It's such a good movie. I feel like it's so underrated. Oh, yeah. And the use of New York in this movie, I really appreciate. It feels super realistic, like the places that they're going. And it doesn't feel like they're just in New York because they had to put the movie in a city. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love their chemistry. I think that their whole relationship arc is very realistic. It didn't feel... Mm -hmm. The idea of a date consultant might be a little like out there, but their relationship and how it progresses is really realistic and like fun to follow. You're really engrossed. Yeah, totally. And I like that it takes a lot of tropes that we see in rom-coms and always just puts like a tiny little twist on it just to keep you on your toes. Like instead of the airport chase, it's a boat or like a miscommunication happens and it gets cleared up immediately so we don't have to waste all this time with like she thinks that he's like a pig but yeah. he's not it comes up and he's like by the way i did not work with that exactly man. squashes that immediately so we can like focus on much more interesting like plot stuff mm-hmm. than just like miscommunication i feel like that can often be like really lazy but yeah the chemistry is great i enjoyed watching it so much I feel like there's a lot of great advice. I think the moral is good. Oh, yeah. Like, yes, there are these rules, but, like, at the end of the day, just, like, be yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a huge thing. Definitely. And just seeing um, the comedy, all all the chemistry between Albert and Allegra, Sarah and Hitch, it really puts you in the mood. It makes – I feel like even if I was single and I watched this movie, I'd be like, this is a really good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can confirm as a single lady, I had a great time. It's just one of those movies that you can watch during Valentine's Day and be like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is fun. Like, I feel pretty good. Yeah. It's not trying to be anything that it's Mm -hmm. not. It's not trying to be, like, super deep, super artsy. It's just, like, a good time, good laughs, beautiful people. Beautiful Beautiful city. (laughs) Yeah. The way they showcased New York, I just loved it. Yeah, definitely. I feel like this – is like probably my, I mean, obviously my favorite era of film is we have a whole podcast dedicated yeah. to it, but like rom-coms especially, I feel like the late 90s, early 2000s to like mid 2000s is like really the height of the genre. Mm-hmm. I struggle to think of any modern rom-coms that I enjoy as much as ones from these time from this time. Yeah. There, I mean, the exceptions are like, I mean, I like Love, Simon all the boys those are also about teenagers not adults i have i don't even think rom-coms are really in the zeitgeist right now of like what's being created yeah um everything is like has a depressing or edgy undertone like someone's been murdered or there's a ghost yeah i'm like can we not just have fun we need fun right now joy for real i'm i was mo and i were talking about this at length last Mm -hmm. night but i think that we're going to start to see a shift in cinema going back towards the campy fun because of how dark the world is right now. Definitely. I mean, you were saying so. that Mamma Mia was the first show to premiere on Broadway after 9-11. Yeah. And it was a huge hit mm-hmm. probably because a lot of people needed something light and to feel like joy again after a really awful and traumatic event in history. Exactly. 
So I'm hoping that we get just some more fun in cinema again, because Lord knows I don't need to watch The Irishman ever again. <laughs> yeah. And I think <laughs> another really popular genre right now is just horror, which is cool. Like, mm-hmm. I like horror, but I'm really just want to watch, uh, you know, a different type of movie that makes me feel happy. Is it too much to yeah. ask? One that I'm thinking of actually is um, Ali Wong's romantic comedy. Oh, yeah. Always Be My Maybe. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. love that movie, but it definitely, I think, like, the skeleton of it was good. There mm-hmm. were some things I just, like, didn't find the guy very enthralling. But I did like yeah. the overall idea of having a really successful woman who ends up falling for a guy who doesn't have as straight of a career path. I guess, yeah, I wish I just saw him like like her more. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I feel like she was doing all the legwork in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I only watched it once, so maybe I'll rewatch it and see mm-hmm. see what I can pick up this time. But yeah, like I feel like Netflix is kind of the only place where we're, like, seeing more rom-coms. Yeah. And, like, recent ones, I guess. Well, I don't know how recent this is, but they were set it up, which I didn't really love. Um, I also just didn't think the chemistry was there, and that's, like, such a huge thing. And, oh, there's that new one with uh, Rachel Lee Cook and Coach from New Girl. I think it's called Love Guaranteed. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Oh, actually, a really good – rom-com that I liked. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily a rom-com, but The Incredible Jessica James I really liked. And that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the medium just needs to be revamped. Definitely a little. I think we need to go back to basics, go back to what worked. Something a little more heartfelt than a lot of what we see now, which is like, whoa, this is extreme and crazy. Like, oh my God. I'm just like, can we get a little more humanity in here? Can we get something a little mm-hmm. more relatable, uh, something that feels empathetic and honest? <laughs> yeah, like the plot and the premise can be outlandish, but the people have to be real. Yeah. And that's that's my um, TED Talk on rom-coms. Thank for you real. for coming. We didn't rate the movie. Yeah, let's let's give it a rating. For rom? I'm going to have to go five. I'm going to go five. Yeah, yeah. It's, it has to be a five. Com? I think it's got to be a five. Again. I'm gonna give this one a perfect score too. I I am yeah. I really enjoy this movie. I will really want to watch it again this evening with Phil. Yeah, actually, we. <laughs> I think Phil and I might watch the Britney Spears documentary this evening. Oh yeah, but I would also like to watch this with him. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it it is one of those movies I wish I had on DVD slash wish I had a DVD player because I could watch it over and over again. Yeah, totally. How many boxes of chocolate am I giving the movie? Honestly, I think this is going to be my highest rated rom-com of the month. Me too. I think it's my favorite one that we watched this month. I might go 10. I was going to give it a 10 too. Yeah. I'm going to give it 10 boxes of chocolate and I think I'm going to eat two. Ooh. Because I'm I'm laughing. I'm eating. I'm probably drinking. Oh, I love drinking. It all comes together. <laughs> Yeah, I was, this is this is the kind of movie you want to make yourself like a really good cocktail for. Definitely, definitely, like something yeah. that you had to get like a fresh fucking herb to make. Yeah, you need like bitters and mm-hmm. stuff. You want to feel the whole classic New York experience. Make yourself a Manhattan and drink it. What did I pick? I know because I know that I did like a little uh, Instagram story of different cocktails for different movies. Oh yeah, what'd you pick? Let me see which one I picked for Hitch. 
These are all available on a highlight on our Instagram, so you can still access them. Okay, so for Hitch, I picked the Rosemary Blood Orange Margarita. Ooh. Yeah. So it is blood orange juice, lime juice, tequila, rosemary, simple syrup. I love that. And do a little grapefruit garnish and a salted rim. Sounds like a great time. I love blood orange drinks. Uh, They're delicious. Yeah. I would also say if you – if that is too complicated for you, Mm -hmm. I completely understand because I'm not really a cocktail maker myself, (laughs) but dirty martini, Sarah Mila's drink. Can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong. Not an apple martini. No. (laughs) We're talking splash of olive juice, three olives. Treat yourself. Yes. Um, How many boxes are you giving this movie? Or how many are you eating? Mm -hmm. I think I'm actually going to eat a half box because I feel like I'll Mm -hmm. really be enjoying the movie and I'll kind of just like be picking at the chocolate, but really engrossed in what's happening on screen. Oh, what a good time. I'm sad we're not recording another one. <laughs> I know. As um as we record this, we've already recorded all of our episodes for the month. But I mean, we'll always be doing rom coms throughout the year. Definitely. So yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We really hope that you've been enjoying our rom com series. It's been a pleasure. If you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. If you leave us a little written review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out in our next episode and pick a song to play in the 2000s movie montage of your life. So definitely hit that up. You can also follow us on Instagram. It's movies that raised us. You can follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. And you can follow us on TikTok. It's movies that raised us pod. Oh, yeah. Our TikTok is popping off thanks to Christina's creations. <laughs> it's currently um, – we're currently making the rounds on Canadian TikTok. <laughs> um, some people from my hometown in Alberta have seen it on their For You page, which is wild. But, Yeah. And you can also email us at moviesthatraisedus at gmail.com. We love a good email. Yes. And we will see you next week for the last rom-com of the month. (sighs) Thank you so much for listening to Movies That Raised Us. We are Mo and Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.